cannot believe it. Vavumba! Mother Nature was really here in our studio. Oh, by the way, this is our third episode of our podcast. One plus one makes two. Welcome. I am so excited. My dream came true last week. Mother Nature was actually here. We talked with her. She told us some things we ought to know. But I'm worried now. Let me tell you why. Following last week's podcast, I asked Mother Nature if she could be with us today. She gave no answer. She was silent. No facial expression, no words, no goodbye, nothing. She simply left the studio, closing the door behind her, her footsteps fading as she walked down and out the hallway, out of the building. Well, that very night, it was last Tuesday, matter of fact, I dreamt of her departure with the uncertainty of ever seeing her again. This dream, well, actually, it was like a, a nightmare, really, awakened me in the morning with a sweaty anxiety, much akin to, let's, let's admit it, it, it's like fear. Will she be here today in some form? Will she appear? This dreadful fear in such a panic last Wednesday morning, I jumped out of bed, hurried out of my bedroom, out the hall to my kitchen door, out to the deck, so fearful, so panicked, that I desperately looked up and implored, yelled to the skies like a deranged fool for Mother Nature to manifest herself in some way. Then I sat down. I'm not sure for how long I was sitting there, recovering my breath and composure, until shaking with a sort of displaced laughter, I became aware of my neighbors, that they may be staring at my frazzled phone, wondering why this outburst. Then, while I was still sitting there, listeners, I reflected on the self-induced calamity of continuing the podcast without Mother Nature, and I was calmed by the thought that Mother Nature enwraps me, ensphere[s] me, that she is always with me, giving life existence to everything here on herself in its many forms. So this did soothe me while I was still sitting there on my deck. I felt myself start smiling, actually, to begin the day as it should. Shower, coffee, dressing, feeding my pet kitties, and driving here to the studio. Oh, well, I'll tell you, that, that, that dream, well, that nightmare scared the hell out of me. Well, you know, the show must go on, so why not begin today's podcast by announcing the winner of last week's first ever contest. We asked all of you to take a picture of a spider you found somewhere who you deemed had the best smile. I'm not sure, can't give you much advice how to cajole and make a spider smile for you just need to offer a juicy fly for a snack or if you're lucky maybe the spider was just having a good day when the spider was already smiling who knows uh, no matter all the entries were required to be here this past Sunday September 5th 11:59 hours minutes and 59 seconds and uh, let me just tell you why we chose this for our first contest 
Number one, spiders are pretty cool little critters that nice, and they're nice to have around. They kill things like, you know, fleas, roaches, flies, mosquitoes. And they're, they're easy to find in a bunch of different places. So you shouldn't have had any trouble locating a few spiders, checking out their smiles. And give them credit, they uh, deserve a little recognition for their artistic symmetry of their, uh, the webs they create. Lastly, I just thought it would be a challenging, bizarre, and very cool content. That's why we did it for our first one. Now to announce our winner. Let me start by saying that this is momentous historical value. This is the first, just like George Washington was the first president, just like Sir Edmund Hillary was the first to scale Mount Everest, just like Madame Curie was the first to isolate and identify radium as the first radioactive element. This is becoming too climatic. So let me just announce, Lindsay Oreck is our first winner. The subject of her picture was a smiling golden orb weaver. This species is used in Madagascar to make silk of a golden hue. Amazing! Lindsay is from Columbus, Georgia, and as winner, she will have a tree, an oak tree, planted in her honor in our field of winners located in Phoenix City, Alabama, with a brass plaque engraved attached to the tree with her name and the name of her hometown. Once again, her name is Lindsay Oreck from Columbus, GA. And you can view the photograph of her spider on the GoFundMe page of our podcast, One Plus One Makes Two. Mother Nature! You scared the stew out of me. Oh my gosh, but what a blessed fright you are. You, you, you're here. You're here. You sneaked right up behind me and you're here. Yes, Bob. I got to be here because uh, we were talking about balance. And uh, I thought we'd uh, make sure we understand a few things concerning this balance. I came to explain that it is not your balance, not mine. It is our balance. And it belongs to you and your listeners and all my other offspring. That's why I uh, decided to appear here today as with some wings, uh, some feathery white wings. So if I look like an angel, that's because I'm here as a heralding angel. So you like my wings, Bob? Oh my gosh, Mother Nature. You're spinning around for me to show your wings. Oh, listeners, you wouldn't believe it. Yes, she's got fantastic, gorgeous wings. Oh, Lordy. Well, for heaven's sake, don't tell your listeners the way I, where I see you're staring now, Bob. It might, you know, um, it's a little embarrassing. So just keep your eyes on my wings, okay? If I might begin my herald now, all my plants and animals living on land and sea, in the air, and inside of me, everything is connected, like I said, and it's part of the balance. 
So, that's why we must all be aware and concerned about it. Keep going, Mother Nature, the mic is yours. Thank you, Bob. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty then. I like that phrase because, uh, nitty-gritty, because it accurately decides the texture of much of my surface. Sorry for the digression. Anyway, here is a comparison for you. A bulldozer can murder a 40-year-old, 60-foot-tall oak tree in five minutes. Now, that's pretty fast, isn't it? Now, on the other hand, I had to take four and a half billion years to establish our balance. Now, that's mighty slow, isn't it? So, you remember, some things take a very long time to produce. Other things take just a moment to destroy. A little scary, isn't it? Remember, the balance defines the properties of our air, water, and land, which best support all of you, all my offspring. But you humans can destroy all those billions of years of hard evolution. I don't know if we should call it work. It's just, we'll call it evolution. Your overpopulation, your waste of food and food production are by far the major causes of the destruction of our balance. Of course, your transportation section, like trains, planes, trucks, cars, ships, and factories, they also put in a good percentage of this total pollution, emissions, whatever you want to call it, let's say destructive variables, which is uh, destroying our balance. So, let me now take you down the, world, the road of reality, you, Bob, and all our listeners. The main ingredients of the balance that's most concerning is oxygen, carbon dioxide, and nitrogen. And their ratio must be relatively constant because I'll give you a list of things that depend on the balance. Sea temperature, land temperature, amount of overall rainfall, strength of storms, frequency of storms, frequency of floods, frequency of droughts, frequency of fires, amount of land, amount of sea. There you have it. All those things are really affected in a good or bad way, depending on balance. Mother Nature, you, I, all our listeners know about this essential ratio of oxygen and carbon dioxide. We're listening. We don't like it, but we're listening. That's why they call them listeners. Okay, Bob. Let's just say this. This balance or non-balance, it's just the nature of things, Bob. Sorry. I'm trying to be a little light about it. I've already been livid about it. Now let's just be light about it. Voila! 
Well, Mother Nature, it's good that you're glib for a moment. An extremely short moment. Bob, I just want an answer. Just tell me. Do you have an answer to uh, what's going on here? What's the name of this podcast? And what evolutionary tool did you use to concoct this podcast? Common sense, right, Mother Nature? Good for you, Bob. That's right. Yes, common sense. Now let's apply that to it. A current problem. I'm with you, Mother Nature. Go on, go on. Currently, there are a bunch of whammies underway, all of which will be destroying our present balance. These whammies include overpopulation, for I can only care for 2 billion of you humans, not 7.8 billion, which is the number that is currently trampling all over my face. And then there's the killing of all my offspring, the trees and plants, to grow just your special crops. Yes, your food, no one else's, except your herds of cows and pigs, which are required for you overpopulated humans to eat. And we can't forget that, of course, your crops need plenty of those pesticides and fertilizers, and so do the cows and pigs. They need fertilizer and pesticides so that their food grows abundantly to sustain all the cows and pigs. So where does this lead us? Well, you probably know, all you and your listeners know that fertilizers and pesticides kill so many of your fellow siblings. I don't even want to talk about it. The fertilizer, I don't know, some of you might not be aware that the fertilizer drains off the land and enters our little creeks and rivers and is a poison to the siblings that live there, the little fishies and crabs and all those little itty bitty things. And uh, so, yes, uh, you have your cows, your pigs, and you eat more than you deserve, if we use a judgmental term, deserve. It's at the expense of millions, billions of your fellow offspring. Mother Nature, I'm exhausted. I feel, I know you don't pass judgment. You don't suffer. But we humans do pass judgment way too much, but you know, it's sort of an offshoot of natural selection. We're selecting the best thoughts, the best actions, the best behavior. Well, at least we're perceiving our judgment to be best. And Mother Nature, I am so grateful that you are here to explain these things that we, at least our scientific community has already observed and learned, are aware of now. And we know that the balance that the cosmos created you and your materials and location and your your daddy the sun allowed us to evolve. And we, and I know, our listeners know that 
this balance that we speak of affects only living creatures such as ourselves that have evolved on you, Mother Nature. And we know that we have the ability to maintain or destroy the present balance, which take, took you four and a half billion years to create for, so that we could survive, so that we could evolve and live here in a healthy manner. And we know that if we change the present balance for the first time in your history, it will affect every species. Every one of your offspring may be affected in a negative way if we continue to destroy as we have by our overpopulation and this, uh, this humongous food waste, food produ production for our overpopulated human species. And we know that we mustn't change in order to sub, be subservient to this overpopulation. We must maintain the balance as it was before we had too many humans, before us humans gave birth to machines, and before machines gave birth to their products. And now we have allowed things to get out of hand, supporting these children of ours, as well as ourselves, and we are uh, attempting to destroy the balance which allowed us to evolve in a healthy way and all your other offspring in a healthy way. It is tragic that we are killing so many of the creatures who are responsible, who enabled us to evolve. We had to wait for all the plants and animals which came before us before it was possible for you, Mother Nature, to have us as one of your younger offspring. And it is so clear that we cannot continue to survive in a healthy way unless we bring along with our health the health of all of our fellow species, our brothers, our sisters in the plant and animal world. This must be done for reasons of loyalty, gratitude, and of course, necessity, thereby retaining our balance. You know, Bob, you just took the words out of my mouth. Good for you. Good snatch. You did it. No sense repeating what you just said. So why don't you just share your jokes and contests with your listeners now? And I'll just be one of the listeners. I'm no Rodney Dangerfield or Dave Chappelle, but uh, let me ask you this. Where do you find a dog with no legs? Anyone got a clue? I do. Right where you left him. What name do you give to a lady with one leg? Eileen. A man signed up for an internet program and typed in my penis for his password. 
The program immediately messaged him back. Sorry. Password not long enough. <laughs> hey guys, be careful of that one. Bob, maybe you should move on to the contest now. Gosh, Mother Nature, I thought I was on a roll. That's what you're thinking, but maybe your listeners aren't thinking the same thing, Bob. Are you trying to tell me something, Mother Nature? Is this a confrontation of sorts? No, Bob, it's merely subtle encouragement. I'm sure you'll provoke some confrontations on your own because that's just you. Okay, I get it. Well, thanks. Thanks for the uh, subtle encouragement. Listeners, here's our contest. This is cool. I want you to dial our phone number, which is 706-940-2094. Express your best primal roar, scream, growl, yell, shout, or noise of some sort. Yes, your entry can be any of these above descriptions. And to enter, our phone number is 706-940-2094. One entry only per person. And please make sure your entry is really primal. Now our deadline is Sunday, September 17th at 11 hours 59 minutes and 59 seconds p.m. Each entry must be 10 seconds or less. And we must mention that our esteemed panel of judges has been rehired to determine the winner of this week's contest. As usual, they are challenged by a purely subjective decision. The winner will have his or her primal outcry played for our listeners next week. And of course, the winner will have a tree planted in his or her honor, located in our field of winners in Phoenix City, Alabama, with a brass plaque attached to the tree, engraved with his or her name and the name of his hometown and state. Come visit this plaque. Come visit this field of winners. Invite your friends, your fans. You might become famous by having your tree and your name in this field designated as the field of winners. Well, listeners, this concludes today's podcast. I would like at this time, with super abundant gratitude, give thanks to Mother Nature for being with us today. We hope she'll be here for every future podcast. Maybe, maybe not. There is some uncertainty day to day. That's part of the cosmos. That's part of evolution. A bit of uncertainty. Yes, Mother Nature, thank you for that most unsettling remark. Listeners, there is no such thing as a free lunch. So we hope that we have earned your time, attention, respect, and that we have have given you an awareness of things you want to know. And yes, if you wish to give thanks, you can do that. 
by donating to our podcast, One Plus One Makes Two, at GoFundMe. And of course, speaking of thanks, I must thank Danny Briolt again for being an outstanding producer and technician who has made this podcast possible. Thank you, and see you next time.